Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. So thrilled that you've joined our program today. We have a great show for you. Uh, We're talking about prayer. And I think a lot of times young people think that prayer is something that grown-ups do. But I have three beautiful, young, prayerful women here in the studio with us today who are going to talk about their prayer life and prove to us that prayer is not something that just grown-ups do. So let me just introduce our guests. We have Mariel from Blessed Sacrament Parish. Welcome, Mariel. Thank you. Hello. And we have Ashley from St. John Newman. Hi, Ashley. Hi. And Sarah, also from St. John Newman. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. What is your, let's just go way, way back. What's your earliest memory of prayer? Oh, gosh. Definitely my first communion or getting ready for my first reconciliation, writing down all the list of sins that I thought I committed when I was little. <laughs> probably, I wish I had uh, that list. I bet it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was probably learning the Hail Mary. Okay. Because I went to Catholic school, all of my elementary. So probably that was probably my first concept of prayer. So like probably in kindergarten then, right from the start? Probably. Or did you even go to preschool? I have no memories from preschool, oh. so I can't say. Okay. <laughs> All right. What about you, Ashley? What's your earliest memory of prayer? Uh, probably just learning like the basic prayers, like the Our Father and the Hail Mary, just going through it with my like parents. N- and you remember doing that? You uh, remember when they taught you that? Sort not of? Like, exactly, but like remembering just like how I knew it, so I learned it from them. Okay. So for all of you, it's kind of a basic, fundamental, here's the prayer, the prayers that we learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about your prayer life now. Well, now I pray mostly in the evening because that's just my time to calm down. I do quite a few prayers that were like already the pre-made ones, and then I just end by thanking God for the day and going over anything else that I may need. I typically don't pray during the day, which I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to pray throughout the day more, but the evening, it seems to be when I like to do it best. Okay. What about you, Ashley? Um, I like to pray in the morning, just like to start my day with him and like go over maybe like the readings for the day if I have them and just like reflect on how like he can come into my day better. Um, I try to pray all throughout the day when I'm driving, if the sky is gorgeous and I'm like, oh, thank you. Or um, I pray when I go to Mass every day. Um, And after communion, I try to open my arms when I'm kneeling there and just ask for gifts of the Holy Spirit to just be poured on me. And sometimes I can recognize what they are. Like, sometimes I see the words spelled out, like, of different virtues, like, falling into my arms. And other times, like, if I get scared, then I say the Our Father. And just lots of different small prayers throughout the day. So talk to me about 
Thank you all for sharing that, by the way. That's like our prayer life is a really intimate thing <laughs> between us and our Lord. So thank you for talking about it. Um, but talk to me about the evolution of your prayer life. So we all talked about how I remember learning the prayers. I remember, you know, and then you all talked about these beautiful <laughs> prayer experiences that you try to have on a daily basis. So what sorts of things have formed and shaped your prayer life? What sorts of things brought you from the very beginning to where you are now? I don't think I really started praying on my own, actually trying to grow closer to God until late middle school. Because until then, it was just, oh, these structured prayers I always had to say. is like, okay, I kind of get why I'm saying them, but not really. But then when I was in middle school, I really started meeting really um, just disciples of God. They were really in love with God. They had a relationship with Christ, and I wanted that. So I kept asking God, like, draw me closer to you. And when I finally got into uh, youth ministry, joined St. John Newman, then I really— it started making sense. It started clicking more. And so that's how I kind of have gotten from just doing all the structured prayers to now actually every day praying freely to God and just really talking with him. What about you, Ashley? What would you say has formed and shaped your prayer life? Um, like as a family, we hadn't really prayed when I was little because just everyone was just very busy. But then after my confirmation, I really felt like the call to pray more and to like let him in. And so, like, I started to pray more, and then we got our home and thrown to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And that, like, just brought everything together, and just our family prayed, and we came just ever closer to Him, and it really shaped me. What about you, Mariel? I think that um, with different youth groups and um, just going to Mass, like, more and more, like, rosary, different rosary groups throughout the years and um, camps and retreats. Um, I've been able to learn different styles of praying, and that just really helped me to find my favorite ways of praying that helped me connect the most with God. So what would you all say is the purpose of prayer? Like, why do you pray? What are you trying to accomplish? To grow close. To grow closer to Christ. Okay. Yeah. Would you all agree with that? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that makes Christ very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our catechism states, prayer is a vital necessity. If we do not allow the spirit to lead us, we fall back into the slavery of sin. How can the Holy Spirit be our life if our heart is is far from him? Would you would you all say that Okay, we live in this culture of instant gratification. Does that culture make people easily frustrated with prayer? Probably. Yes. Yes, because um our culture these days like if you do something you expect something extraordinary to happen as soon as you put the effort in. It's like, no, it's gradual. Even some educated Christians still think that sometimes prayer is you, like what you put into it, you get out of it all the time. That's not always the case. You could be the most prayerful person out of everyone you know and yet receive what seems like the least. But 
it could really, God could just be waiting or he has something better for you. And a lot of people just don't understand that. So what advice would you give to someone who is frustrated by prayer? Have you ever, first of all, has anybody ever expressed frustration to you about prayer? Yes. Yes? Yes. So what advice do you give or would you give if you haven't been in that situation? If you were in that situation, what advice would you give somebody? Patience is a virtue. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, don't say that. (laughs) That's what people would say. It's true, though. I don't want to be true. (laughs) Maybe that you need to work on your patience, and this is exactly how God is doing it. (laughs) Isn't that what Morgan Freeman says in uh, Bruce Evan Almighty? I don't know. I love that movie, but I don't. I don't love it enough to quote it. Uh, I'll quote it. I don't love it either, but I'll quote it because it's stuck with me. If God gives, if you ask for patience, does God give you patience, or does He give you an opportunity to be patient? <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. I remember that. Dang remember it, that. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> All right, what are your biggest distractions or obstacles to prayer in your personal lives for you guys? Packed schedules. Yeah, time. I have fallen asleep countless times <laughs> in the middle of prayer. I'll be like, did I finish praying last night? I'll wake up be like, oh, no, I didn't. Definitely not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Broke that novena. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Great. Oh, my gosh. I hope you weren't praying it for me. It explains everything. <laughs> Almost done with the 54-day novena, and you fall asleep. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> the last day. <laughs> That's why you pray in the morning. (laughs) Any other obstacles for you guys other than prayer? I mean, other than um, time? Is that the big one? I think that was the big one. Because nowadays society expects you to have a packed schedule. So I think that was probably the giant one. Yeah. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We're talking today with Mariel, Ashley, and Sarah about prayer. Um, so now let's talk about different types of prayer, because Mariel, you said you've tried, you know, you found the kinds that you like the best. So I want to talk about what those different kinds are, because sometimes I think that's the problem people have with prayer. They just don't know how to do it mm-hmm. um, yeah. because they haven't had exposure to lots of different types of prayer. So the first one I want to talk about is contemplative prayer, because it's such an important practice, especially in such a noisy world and especially in such a busy world. We just aren't in the practice of contemplating, you know. Um, do you think, in general, teenagers are able to be contemplative? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Yes. I think they are, but it's it just very hard to be. extra effort. It's very hard to quiet your mind and really sit there for a while. Mm-hmm. Is it harder for your generation than it is, say, for my generation? Do you think? I don't, I don't think so, because I think, uh, like I said, everyone has packed schedules and so much to do that no matter how old or young you are it's it's always going to be difficult unless you practice it you have to really practice it and want to do it and after a while it does get easier i had an experience related to this yesterday i I had to come up with a a reflection and i was driving and i said you know what i'm going to turn on am820 and see if i can get (laughs) some inspiration and I couldn't. No offense to AM820 because I always get inspiration. But in that moment, I wasn't finding out. And finally, I think the Lord just said, turn off your radio. I will talk to you, you know. So I turned off even AM820. I had to turn off. And immediately, God was like, here's what I want you to say. And I was like, 
I mean, I just think we're so used to having noise all the yeah. time that we think that's what we're supposed to have. What does it mean to you to listen to God or to just be with God? Why is that effective or why is that important to you? Because if you're just talking the whole time and never listening, what kind of relationship is that going to be? Do you guys know people who just talk all the time and never yes. listen? Yeah. It's hard, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, why would I say anything? They're not going to listen to me anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if God ever says that. Oh, I bet he does. <laughs> all the time. I feel like recognizing your distractions, like if you're trying to focus really hard when you're praying, but you keep getting distracted, it's like maybe they're not distractions. Maybe they're supposed to be prayer intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do that? Like if something pops into your head, you offer it up as a prayer intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about traditional prayers. We all sort of started the whole conversation with that. Um, do you pray them still in your in your uh, routine? Yes. You still go back oh, to yeah. those traditional yes. prayers. Yeah, yeah. I love, some it's, of them you just really love. It, that. Saint Michael going up for Saint communion. Michael, yeah. It's like, good to be Catholic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Those traditional prayers. Yeah, I love my Saint Ther- um, Therese ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, has there ever been a time in your life when wrote prayer or memorized prayer was like your go-to? Like Mariel, you said you pray the Our Father when you're scared. Yeah. Yeah. Has there have there been other times in your life when you were just like without thinking about it, that's your go to prayer? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. For me it was uh Saint Michael's prayer when I'm scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Ashley? Is there a specific Oh the Hail Mary. Yeah. Just like all the time. <laughs> yes. When I'm scared. I remember when my eldest brother had a stroke and uh all the siblings quickly came together and we're all different places in terms of our faith, all different. But immediately we all just prayed the Hail Mary. You know, it was like our go-to. It's what we had learned. And I just remember reflecting on that. I still reflect on that and think that's powerful. We get a lot of criticism for having memorized prayers, but they're so powerful, especially when you can just Mm -hmm. go to them when there's, when you don't know what else to say. And it's so cool when you go to different events and it's like oh all these people know the same prayer yeah it's like you just kind of forget that so many people know them it's also uniting i think to have yeah, structured is. prayers because one of the first uh big retreats i went on there were probably about 40 high schoolers there and we all sat in a circle and prayed the rosary together and it was just empowering to me that there are a billion people out there who also pray, who pray like this. And no matter what language, we're still saying the same prayers. And it's just amazing to witness that. That's what's cool about going to Mass, too, oh, yeah. if, you're in a, if you're going to Mass in another language. I mean, other than the homily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's going on. You just know where you are in the Mass. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about... Well, first, before we leave rote prayer... Are there ever times when you're praying rote prayers and you are just being rote about them? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, like you're just like, you're not thinking about what you're saying. Yeah. You're just, what do you do about that? Or do you just. I try to concentrate on the words as I'm thinking them because uh, I'm part of a confraternity and I have to pray 15 Hail Marys every night. And 15 consecutive Hail Marys can 
be a lot after a while, it may seem. And so I could find that I'm just going through them real quick while thinking about other things. Mm. So I just try to concentrate on the words as I'm saying them and what they truly mean and maybe even remember the parts of Mary's life and Jesus' life as I say them so that they actually mean something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about praise and worship? Oh, yeah. Oh. Is that your thing? Yes. Yeah. Ashley, is that, party. are you into that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your favorite, though. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it also depends on who's leading, right? Sometimes it's uh, just oh, like, yeah. it's too loud. Oh, yeah. Turn it down. <laughs> maybe not for you guys. Maybe that's just me. But. Uh, so what is, tell me about your experience with praise and worship. Like, do you remember the first time you ever were in a situation where that was the type of prayer that was going on or being prayed? Or has that just always sort of been part of your life? I think CYSC when I was going into sixth grade. Were you surprised by it or were you immediately into it? I was into it. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I think it was Jesus Jams. Oh, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. It was awesome. I think just jamming out to any Jesus music mm-hmm. is a form of phrase and worship. So I think... You mean whether you're with a group or whether you're by yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah. Like my go-to Spotify playlist, Matt Marr. <laughs> like you gotta love Matt Marr. Any, we were lucky to see him at a huge conference last November. And it was just praise and worship. Everyone's just praising the Lord was just jamming out with Matt Marr. It was awesome. So I think it's always kind of been there. Okay, that's an awesome transition to the next type of prayer, which is adoration and exposition. Because at that conference, oh, yeah, he, NCYC, yeah. he ran adoration. He sang at adoration. Yeah, and then he didn't sing an adoration, and it was just dead silent. Do you remember how quiet that it was? It was amazing. We were in this stadium with 20,000 people and teenagers. <laughs> Teenagers. You could have heard a pin drop. It was amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, so let's talk about exposition and adoration. Is is this part of your prayer life? Yes. yes. Yeah. I feel very blessed because at St. John Newman, we have perpetual adoration. So you could walk in at 3 a.m. and go to adoration if you want to. And it's just amazing just sitting there for an hour with no one to bother you. There's no one that's going to walk up and ask you to leave. You don't have to worry about how long you're there. It's just you alone with God. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. What about you, Ashley and Mariel? Tell me about your experience with exposition or adoration. Can you? Are you able to? Yes. Um, I feel like it's just very, like, you just feel so at one with like nature i don't know that's when i most feel like at home with nature at home with god just like part of the world that wait what do you mean by that because you like even if you're inside Mm -hmm. so what do you mean by feeling at one with nature just like part of god's creation yes oh that's awesome what about you, Ashley? What do you love about adoration? Um, just the ability like to see him face to face and like like Mario said, like being kind of one with him in that way and such a personal relationship. Like we can 
like read his word and like receive him but then just to gaze upon him and let him gaze upon you is the most beautiful thing and don't you think about i always think about like you love me so much. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this gift you've given me. I can't believe you love me so much. I always get like kind of giddy, like silly almost. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> um, what about shared prayer? Do you, do you have a lot of opportunities to pray with and to pray for others? Oh, yeah. There's always opportunities, especially if you're involved in the youth ministry at your church or any ministry. There's always plenty of opportunities to pray for and with others. Same for you, Mariel and yes. Ashley. Yes. At at youth group or at home or like where where do you pray with and for other people? Um, youth group is like the first time I've ever like experienced that, like with prayer partners and like your small groups where you just like prayed over each other and for each other. For me, it was Bible study. Oh yeah. Are you guys comfortable with spontaneous prayer? Like if someone says, like if I said to you right now, which I won't, don't panic, but Ashley, will you lead us in a prayer? Would Are you comfortable with that? I, I'm pretty comfortable with that. I've grown into it. Yes. Yeah, you got to grow into it. You can't just mm-hmm. start doing it. Unless by the grace of God, he really wants you to. I think it's something you have to practice. <laughs> okay, so that was one of my questions. Like, how did you get, because one of, so the rote prayers are awesome, but one of the kind of downsides, I think, of rote prayer as Catholics is that. It's a crutch. Yeah, we would never yeah. have to use pray spontaneously oh, exactly. if we didn't no. want to. So how did you ladies become comfortable praying spontaneously, just like praying from your heart? Well, when I was in like a freshman in high school, I was going to a Protestant youth group because I didn't have a good church at the time. And there you don't have structured prayer. So you had to learn how to pray spontaneously. And so I did. I got better at it. And then I found a really good church. And then I kind of just took it with me. It's the same across whether you're Protestant or Catholic. But we also have structured prayers that you can add in to your spontaneous prayer. What about you guys, Mariel and Ashley? How did you learn to get comfortable praying spontaneously or praying aloud? I still like... I still feel like I'm not very good at it, but God doesn't care, like, if it's, like, perfectly worded or anything. He just wants you to talk to him, so I just have to keep reminding myself that. That is such good advice, because if you think about, like, why are we apprehensive about praying yeah. spontaneously? It's it's because of what other people are going to think. It has nothing to do with... No one's going to walk up to you and say, oh, you did a horrible job praying there. And if they do, <laughs> like... How rude. You can just give them a look Get a like, new are prayer you group. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, but if you think about the one that I'm actually talking to, truly does not care no. how the words come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's, it's, but it's hard to keep in mind, and it's it, so is, stressful. it really it is really stressful. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, here's a here's a something you're probably gonna have to think about. What is the, or maybe you won't have to think about it because maybe it's just like right there. What is the most profound experience of prayer you've ever had? Probably a time in adoration, like a specific time that you Not, can remember? I can't even remember a specific time. I remember multiple times. You're just guessing if it that's just, what it would have been. Yeah, because you just remember a few times in adoration where it was just just amazing to you, like 
break down crying. And you don't exactly remember over what, but you just remember feeling so at peace with God and yet and so happy. But it was just a profound moment that I, I remember a few of them. Not yeah. exactly about what, but... What about you, Ashley? What's the most profound experience of prayer you've ever had? Well, I don't exactly remember, like, Sarah, like, a, like the one moment. Like, I feel like it was more just over time, like, gaining that, like, peace and happiness found, like, in prayer. And adoration, definitely. Yeah. Like, being with him. What about you, Mariel? In adoration, being slain in the spirit. Oh, Yeah. That's pretty profound. Yes. Yeah. That's going to stick with you for a while, right? <laughs> yes. Where, where were you for that? Well, when I was like nine, I was slain in the spirit at this healing mass. And um, I saw like a bunch of flowers and a lot of light. So I was like, oh, this is probably heaven. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. And then um, a few weeks ago at CYSC, we were in um, praise and worship and adoration. So, Did you see the flowers and the light again? Yes. Really? But, but not the same. There was people there, too. Oh, interesting. Um, I guess we just have like a, a minute left, so we definitely want to close with prayer, obviously. But I also just want to take a second to um, remind our listeners who are parents, you know, to think about our own prayer lives. Do we pray and do our kids know that we pray and do we model prayer for our kids and do we pray with our kids? Our kids are going to have a lot easier time learning how to pray if we're teaching them how to pray and if we're modeling that for them. So just just. A little reflection I leave you with not not a condemnation or a judgment just we're in this together let's do this together let's raise up a generation of kids who know how to pray um, so we will end in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen remembering the first Thessalonians five seventeen, pray without ceasing so Lord we just ask you to help us pray without ceasing pray throughout the day pray always for the needs of the world, uh, offering prayers of gratitude, offering prayers of um, forgiveness, being in constant communication with you, Lord. It is, it is what will sustain us and what will give us life and what will help our children grow in their love for you. So we ask you to just be with us always, Lord, and help us to be mindful that you are with us always. In your precious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then-